Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security. Security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. Welcome to Truman's Town Hall with your host, Matt Truman. Hello, hello, this is Matt Truman. Thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for sharing with a friend. Share with a friend. Matt, in parentheses, Doc Truman over on YouTube. That's where you're going to find our broadcast this weekend at 9.45 p.m. I think we're going to talk a little revelations. Maybe, I don't know, we'll we'll do something. We'll, we'll talk all kinds of stuff. Anywho, I hope everyone's having a great day. I truly do. I kind of angered a few people with the video I did about Huber Heights because I watched their work session. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Huber Heights for a minute, if you don't mind. And then we'll talk about the World Economic Forum and all of that craziness that's going out. But yeah, 
I made some people mad with uh, this brief little video. Hello, everybody. It's Matt Truman. Um, so I was cleaning the house a little bit, and I turned on your work session. City Council, Huber Heights, City Council work session. From last night, a lot of things stood out, a lot. But one thing really stood out. This is your charter. This is the contract between your government and the people. You guys vote on amendments to this. Council cannot just do whatever they want. These city managers cannot just do whatever they want. They have to adhere to this. What shocked me is you had your interim city manager last night openly advocate to break the charter. Article 6, Section 1, the residency requirement. Now I'm going to play that video right now. Uh, it would be my recommendation that you not necessarily discharge a candidate from consideration because they're unwilling to move here immediately upon employment but perhaps maybe you look at other things like perhaps maybe you discount the salary or that you look to provide opportunities to give those uh, candidates to reach that benchmark um, in whatever their personal life might be before um, uh, before um, they have to move to the community and you can condition that as part of their contract so that you have the protection that you need and they have the expectation of that um, when, um, uh, when they sit down to negotiate. So those are a few things that, uh, that I would... I recommend you go over to hhoh.org and watch the entire meeting. I recommend it highly. Even if you just listen to it as you're working around the house like I do. I just throw it on and get things done. Sometimes I'll just put earbuds in and do whatever or listen to it when I'm driving down the road. Uh, I recommend you pay attention. Get involved. Go speak at council meetings. Because if you're not involved and they don't see anybody getting involved, they're going to do whatever they want to do. Just like they did to the charter with the previous city manager. Now, even the mayor has said he wants the next city manager to be a resident in the city of Huber Heights. Here's him on my podcast talking about Now, moving forward, 100%, 110% moving forward, if somebody, when we hire another city manager, if... We put that into his contract, and he or she and that person decides that moving to Hebrew Heights is worth the position of being a city manager and the pay that we're going to pay to be a city manager. They can then choose to accept the offer we make them and move to the city. And if they don't want to move to the city, well, then we have to look at somebody else. Okay. I'm, I'm 110% in moving forward with that type of contract for any future city manager. I think in the situation we're in now, we've just got this. It's just, it, look, it's just a tough, controversial case that everybody has an opinion on. But ultimately, I'm not going to vote on that. You know, but ultimately, my job and what I want to do is unify the council, unify staff, and unify city that whatever the decision is moving forward, we're all okay with it. So we can move forward. Right. And. The only thing I would add, and I don't want this is my opinion. This is no one else's opinion. This is mine. It should not reflect on, on Mr. Gore, Jeff, at all. Um, if council always adheres to the charter, these issues will never come up. Never. I don't, I don't disagree with that statement, Matt. So there was that. I didn't hear any council members say, whoa, the people already voted. On the charter. 
that people already voted. Their charter review happened in 2016. There were amendments put up in 2016 and 2017. The November in 2016 and May of 2017. And the people voted. And they said they want their city manager living in Huber Heights. Now, if they try to skirt around that, folks, you gotta, you got to hold them accountable. Or you should hold them accountable. Um, that's just my opinion, right? And opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody has one. So I think that little ditty upset a few people because, well, I had something to say about their council meeting. I lived, I don't know, 37 years. <laughs> That's a long time in Huber Heights. I volunteered in a number of capacities throughout the entire I love Huber Heights. I really loved it when I lived there. I moved away because they have a piss-poor government. I'm sorry, but they do. Their government is horrible. Their infrastructure, horrible. And the people are allowing them to spend millions upon... Their budget, I think, is over $100 million for a city of like 40,000 people. Holy smokes. And the people are like, cool, yeah, let's keep electing these idiots. <laughs> I apologize. I shouldn't have called them idiots. But good night. What makes anyone <laughs> believe these are good ideas? I don't know. The charter should stand for something. I don't know. It doesn't for some. Some people are like, ah, yeah. Well, you know, you can bend it a little bit. Bend it a lot. It doesn't really matter. No. Like I said in that video, that's the contract. Like our constitution. Federal and state constitution, that is the contract that binds government and the people. Contracts mean something. You signed a contract if you bought a car. If you miss a car payment or a couple car payments, they're coming to tow it away and take it back. It happens. So why don't the people, if their government is breaking their contract, go in, tow those bad boys out of there and get new people in? I don't know. I mean, listen to this city government. This is, they're always talking about, oh, we're going to get along better. Really? Listen to the beginning of the meeting. This meeting. This current work session. Now, I don't have any questions for, uh, for Brian from the city manager report, but I would like to make a motion to amend the agenda to add the topic of uh, the water infrastructure update, uh, the water replacement, water main water line replacement program update that was requested by members of council. Okay. Then motion or an ask to update the agenda. Is there a second to do that? Ed? Second. Any discussion on that? May I just ask a clarifying question? Mr. Otto, did you want that update tonight? His staff did know about it, or do you want it for the next work session? Could you clarify that for me? No, that was requested the day after uh, our last meeting. Um, <clears throat> email request and I had two other members of council that also asked for the same thing so it should have been on tonight's agenda already was their agenda already prepared again this was last Tuesday I was a copy on that okay thank you I don't recall seeing that I had the other one which with the city manager search I'm sorry but yeah for if it was on there. Yeah. 
Jesus. Had to get that out quick. Effectively. So um, we did try to reply to the requested questions that, that had been asked. I do not recall receiving that. If someone else did, I don't know. Okay. Or January 12th, November. I'm sorry, did I say November 12th? Sorry, uh, January, it would have been January 12th. Oh, that's a long time ago, Brian. Yeah, sorry. I, sorry. Pardon? No. Brian. Yes, sir. If the, amend is, uh, the agenda is amended, are you prepared to speak to that? Uh, I would effectively read off the answers that are in this email right okay. here. So I could just send that to counsel if that's appropriate. And if there's any follow-up that's necessary, then perhaps that, if that would please counsel, we can add that to the work session if necessary. Okay. Does that satisfy? Or are you continuing with the motion? I'd still like to see it as an agenda item. That was what was requested. It should have been on here. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Um, we will Tony call the roll. Ms. Baker? No. Mr. Campbell? No. Mrs. Burge? No. Mr. Otto? Yes. Mr. Lyons? Yes. Mr. Webb? No. Okay, so we will add this to the next work session. I'm just going to stop it right here. Why isn't staff prepared to talk about these issues? These are ongoing issues. The water infrastructure is an ongoing issue and you're not prepared to talk about it? Or is it that you don't want? to talk about it let's move on L listen mr otto's just asking let's just have a discussion what is wrong with discussions nothing but with this council some of them you know we'll take mr otto out of the the mix because this is one guy one of the original guys who's trying to get answers to questions that residents have Wow, what a novel idea. Being an actual representative to the people. Not to yourself. Or Okay, I'll drone on. Let's continue on with this. <laughs> okay, so we will add this to the next work session. Yes, Tom? No, I just don't understand why the rules of council state that if three members are in agreement on something they place on the agenda, that it should go on the agenda. And it's not on the agenda after three members had requested, with plenty of time. But you haven't included the carpet. The mayor was on it. Okay. Everyone, reason, everyone else was on it. The reason for my vote, and I don't want to like to explain, and that is simply that council won't be catching as much as this evening. Infrastructure, water infrastructure uh, is a very important topic to council in the kitchen. Yes, she will be. She'll be late this evening, and she has another engagement. And 
That's why I would like to, I was added, asking to add it to the end of the agenda. Okay, we'll put on the work session for uh, February. February. Okay, moving on. Uh, next item. Yes. At, oh, thank you. We're still on the city manager's report. Oh, yes. Questions specific to uh, the city manager's update. Okay, thank you. Uh, Brian, I got your email through uh, the fire chief um, about the question I asked last time. Um, it was full of information, uh, which I greatly appreciate. I like the detail. Um, the overarching question, though, uh, wasn't answered, uh, which was when can we anticipate the new firefighters to be hired? So, Ed, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and interject here. So we have, um, for the last five years, we've had our city manager update uh, and then questions specific to items that the city manager asks in an update. So I would then ask the same thing of you. Um, if you would like to have a discussion regarding firefighters, the amount of firefighters, and all those uh, other details, then send us an email. Make sure the clerk is copied as well. Um, you know, Glenn, I'll be the first to apologize. I didn't see that. I get a ton of emails and I missed it. Normally, Tony makes sure as my follow-up that if I miss something, he catches it. Um, so this was just a mistake, um, but we will have it on the next agenda. Ed, I would say the same thing. If you'd like to discuss any other issue outside of what the city manager has updated us with, that needs to be an agenda item. So we're, we're not going to get into a situation where we start developing our agenda moving forward based on the city manager update. It's not how we've done over five years. We're not going to set that precedent again and continue to do that. Um, well, Mayor, we've been asking questions that weren't on the city manager update. I asked the last public meeting. Um, I did get an email, but it didn't answer my overarching question, was how, when can we expect firefighters uh, to be hired um, that are pending, and that is. But you're cutting me off and you're not allowing the city manager to answer my question. Because I think, I think we've had that discussion over and over and over again. I read that email. Uh, I read the response by the fire chief that we had people hired and everything that was left to be done was specific to the actual firefighters, if I'm not mistaken, to get through that process. So the, the question has been answered. We know we've hired them and we're waiting on the process. Well, um, if okay. we'd like to have a discussion further about firefighters, we'll put it on the agenda. We'll put it on the next work session agenda. But we're not going to hijack the city manager report to talk about things. There's no hijacking. Than, I'm just other than what's on the, the agenda. It's not pertinent. It's not pertinent to the city manager report. And you said today. also that we you answered that, and I'm fine getting the answer from you if you have the answer. But my answer is the that are currently being interviewed about how long will it be before we can anticipate them if they go through the process and pass all the standards, how long will it be before they're hired? Yeah. Are we looking at June, would you, would you July? Please? We look in August. All right. I'm going to stop it there because, wow, that mayor loves to control the narrative. Loves to control, control, control. He loves it. What's so hard about answering a question about firefighters unless, because they all seem really not wanting to talk about it unless there's some kind of internal struggle within the city of Huber Heights. <gasps> Go figure. An internal struggle at the city of Huber Heights. They need to get their act together, and there's nobody 
at this time holding any of them accountable. None of them. There's a lot of talk on social media, but nobody's up there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At least I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're sending, you know, hundreds of emails to council members each day. I don't know. Anyway, there's that. City of Huber Heights, still a mess. And uh, it'll probably be a mess for years and years. Why do you think I left? Okay. Um... <laughs> I'm going to play I'm going to play a clip. Here we go. As we've discussed recently, the word occult means hidden, and the dark satanic occult which has been ruling over humanity maintains its power by hiding knowledge from the public. This hidden knowledge can be described as natural law or universal law, inescapable laws of reality that affect each and every one of us from moment to moment. They have been hidden from the public as a means of keeping humanity ignorant and thereby controllable and ultimately enslaved. So long as we remain ignorant of them, mankind will never be free. The etymology of the word apocalypse reveals its occulted meaning, which is to uncover or reveal something that was hidden. One can argue that the apocalypse already happened and that we are now living in the post-apocalyptic world. In 1928, Manley P. Hall published The Secret Teachings of All Ages, a comprehensive introduction to all of this occulted knowledge which has been used to manipulate the ignorant masses of humanity for millennia. And while many people choose to educate themselves, many others have chosen to remain ignorant. Ignorance is not bliss. It is the reason why humanity continues to fall deeper into bondage. These laws are fairly simple, and they can be found in every culture on Earth. In the Hermetic Sciences, revealed to the public in 1908, we have seven laws. The first three, mentalism, correspondence, and vibration, teach us how everything is connected, that everything begins with our thoughts and that everything in this reality is a frequency. You could say that we are all living within the mind of God, and our thoughts matter. The principle of polarity teaches us that things which appear to be opposites are actually related. Love and hate are merely polar opposites of the same thing. And knowing this makes it easier for us to transform our hate into love. It allows us to turn a negative into a positive. The principle of rhythm teaches that everything in nature has its rhythm. The measure of the swing to the right is equal to the measure of the swing to the left. This allows us to better navigate the waves of reality. The principle of cause and effect may be the most important to understand. Each and every one of our thoughts and corresponding actions in this life has an inescapable effect 
on everything around us. And the principle of gender teaches us that there are only two genders and that everything in this reality has its masculine and feminine aspects. One could argue that the apocalypse happened thousands of years ago with the Ten Commandments, the laws of how to liberate oneself from the land of slavery. These natural laws were taught in the East by the Buddha, who taught us of right action. And these natural laws were perhaps most eloquently simplified in the teachings of Christ with the golden rule. In everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. Do not take another person's life. Do not assault or rape another person. Do not steal another person's property and do not trespass upon them in any way. Do not coerce or manipulate another person. In the most simple terms, do not steal anything from anyone. Live and let live. This is the path to freedom. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Each and every one of us is affecting this reality with every thought and every action. And if we choose to remain ignorant of this, then we are choosing to be sheep, and we will always be enslaved. Understanding these natural laws and treating others with love and respect is the only way to true freedom. Today's politics is nothing other than fighting for your favorite prison guard. Prison guards who will ultimately coerce you and trespass against you. True freedom comes from our actions because a society of ignorant and belligerent sheep deserve to be in prison. And that will never change. This is Greg Reese. Whoa, that was deep. Wow, Greg Reese. He puts it down. I don't always agree, right? You guys don't always agree with me. And it's cool. But I like thought-provoking ideas, right? And I don't hate anyone. I really don't. I dislike some things people do. I get angry at what people do to me, right? And folks will get angry of what I say and what I do to them. It's just life. That's life. We can have disagreements and still love each other. I think that's, you know, maybe not <laughs> hugs and kisses, but at least, you know, all right, I love you as a human, you know. Anyway. Alec Baldwin was the actor on set that pulled the trigger. Alec Baldwin? Yes, sir. Where's he at? In the frantic moments after the film set shooting, here's how Alec Baldwin described his involvement. Well, you were in the room when the lady when I was holding the gun, yeah. Okay. But now prosecutors are laying out a more damning version of events. He was the actor that pulled the trigger, so certainly he's he's charged as an actor. But also as a producer, he also had a duty to make sure that the, sa the set was safe. Both Baldwin and weapons supervisor Hannah Gutierrez-Reed are being charged with involuntary manslaughter all stemming from the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. The charges suggest prosecutors have evidence the shooting on that New Mexico ranch was an accident and the result of negligence. Involuntary manslaughter is like making a mistake. It's not intentional, but it's still serious because it's still an act of killing. Investigators found a real revolver on set and what appeared to be live rounds. Baldwin's lawyer called the manslaughter charges a terrible miscarriage of justice, adding Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun. The 
first uh, rule of gun safety is to treat every gun as, as loaded and do not point any firearm. While gunfire remains a familiar sight on screen, the movie said tragedy has pushed the industry to consider alternatives to real weapons, says this longtime prop master. It's more common than people think, uh, but we are seeing now where we're they're being written out of scripts. We're using a lot of C, a lot more CGI gunfire now. The family of the victim, Helena Hutchins, says it is a comfort that in New Mexico, no one is above the law. We support the charges. If convicted, the two accused could each face five years behind bars. Thomas Dagg, CBC News, Toronto. All right. CBC News, Toronto, ladies and gentlemen. Alec Baldwin has been charged for involuntary manslaughter. Wow. I didn't see that one coming, but maybe some folks did. There's one news story. Let's let's do a bunch of them. Think of it like the U.S. government increasing the limit on its credit card to pay bills coming due. Republic leaders say... That's what President Joe Biden wants. Warning if House Republicans don't go along. They're going to shut down the government by not providing the votes to pay our federal debt. But Republicans want future spending cuts before agreeing. Who wants to put the nation in some type of threat at the last minute of debt? So nobody wants to do that. That's why we're asking, let's, let's change our behavior now. Now sitting at $31.4 trillion, with a T, the U.S. debt ceiling intended to limit government borrowing has become more of a political lever, raised 78 times since the 60s. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says it must rise again or the U.S. risks default later this year. It's not dangerous at all so long as we resolve this in the next few months. But says this economist, if it drags to a default, it would unleash a financial chain reaction. Services cut, employees unpaid, and critically, a Treasury no longer able to pay interest on U.S. bonds. If suddenly it's not a safe asset, that probably means almost every major country is going to have a recession. We uh, continue to watch... That has the Prime Minister watching. But we're going to make sure uh, that Canadians continue uh, to succeed regardless of what happens down there. In Washington, politics will have to play out first. New GOP House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has little leeway with Republicans demanding cuts loudly on Fox News. If you're going to have a party, you have to pay the band. If you're going to borrow money... You have to pay it back. As the White House insists, bills must be paid. It should not be used as a political football. Tense, but the U.S. has been here many times before. I think the saying is Americans always do the right thing when they run out of all the other options. It's just the faith in and the credit of the country at stake with no quick resolution in sight, at least not until both the money and the pressure get tighter. Cameron McIntosh, CBC News, Washington. Today. In 2023, the debt is over $30 trillion. You do the math, but that is a huge jump in 45 years. Wow. And it never goes down. We never pay off the debt, yet we're going to raise the debt ceiling again. It'll happen. There'll be barks from the right, barks from the left, but it will happen. It will happen. There's no choice. The debt ceiling will be raised. Wow. 
Way to go. Politicians, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. They raise our debt, but they're flush with cash. How does that work in a world? You know what I mean? What's Nancy Pelosi worth? $100 million? She's flush, man. Flush. But you are going to pay the bills. She set up for you to pay. Let's give another trillion to Ukraine. Let's help fight more proxy wars. What else is going on? Saudi Arabia. Let's give them money. Oh, yeah, we already do. <sighs> good, t- good times. We need a good story. I'm going to play a good story. Oh, everything's ready. We're all set to record as soon as he gets here, Mr. Sinatra. Good, good, good. Son, come here, come here. How does the album sound so far? Oh, it's excellent, Mr. Sinatra. Thank you, thank you. That's very nice. I want to do some tunes that the young people will enjoy. That's why I'm calling this album Frank Sings Tunes the Young People Will Enjoy. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Sinatra, sir. He's here. Patrolman. Yes, sir. Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, you are aptly named. Like I said many times, you are truly a wonder. Thanks a lot, Frank. Let me ask you something. Do you do your own hair? Uh, No, I don't. Then you got no excuse. (laughs) Little joke, Stevie, you look great. Come on over here to the piano. It's right in front of you, my friend. You all right there? There you go. Fine. You know, Frank, I feel it is a tremendous honor to be recording with you. Thank you, Stevie. I feel I feel the same. I, I'm very much into that tune you do with the Beatle kid. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the one that looks like a broad? His name's Paul McCartney, Frank. Yeah, 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 that's the dude. Uh, would you be so kind as to uh, run down that song for me, Stevie, please? Ebony and Ivory Now, 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 something tells me that this is more than a song about playing the piano. Uh, Frank, uh, it's about racial equality and the unity of all people. Well, uh, I don't understand. When I think Ebony, I think of a magazine that most people do not buy. And, and when I think of Ivory, I think of a soap that floats. Ebony and Ivory are the black and white keys on the piano, Frank. I right, see. I know that. You know that, but it's too artsy for the public, Kabish. Now, I talked I talk to uh, the master, Sammy Khan, and uh, Sammy is a, uh, a marvelous, marvelous songwriter. No offense, Steve. And uh, uh, Sammy thinks we should go with something like uh, chocolate and vanilla. Or uh, how about this? Life is an Eskimo pie. Why don't we take a bite? I'm afraid that might be a bit offensive to some people. Hey, who cares what the Eskimos think? They don't buy records, huh? huh? Okay, Steve. Let's see. Ebony and Ivory, huh? Ebony and Ivory. Ebony. Hey, Stevie, what the hell are we beating around the bush for? This is 1982. Let's get right to the point, huh? Here, take it from the tops. We'll swing it, Stevie, with a bounce, baby. You are black. I am white, life's son, Eskimo pie. Let's 
take a bite that was groovy thinking Lincoln when you set them free we all know cats are the same ain't to Mexico good bad guys and chicks I am dark and you are light you are blind as a bat I want to thank Howard Holland in Johnny Mercer. Thank you. That was my <laughs> that was my Frank Sinatra. You can look them up. They're they're real people. Uh, that was my Frank Sinatra impression. Anyway, when I was a kid, Saturday Night Live was it. You watched Saturday Night Live, and I saw that live. Yeah, I was a kid, man. What was he said? Eighty two. So I was like five, six years old. Ooh, and I remember that. And I loved it. The best of Eddie Murphy's Saturday Night Live was awesome. It was awesome. Hot off the presses from Time Magazine. Exclusive. AWOL Navy SEAL killed fighting in Ukraine. Okay, just by the title. You can go read the article if you want. I read it. But just by the title, how many AWOL Navy SEALs do you know or have you heard of? Now, now I have to preface this by saying this is my initial reaction to reading this story. I've never heard of an AWOL Navy, Navy SEAL. It's a pretty elite class of soldier who is tested and, and proven to not be able to break. Usually soldiers break and then go AWOL. For instance, Bo Bergdahl. <laughs> we all have heard that name. He went AWOL in Afghanistan, got caught by the Taliban, and then exchanged for five heavy hitters from the Taliban. Wow. Under Barack Hussein Obama. Anyway, uh, don't get me going down that track. I don't know. I'll, I'll read you a little bit of this article. It says, a former American Navy SEAL was killed this week during Russia's assault on eastern Ukraine while fighting alongside Ukrainian forces. A Navy official tells time. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I've, I I don't know. Truepodcast at gmail.com if you've known any other Navy SEALs who've went AWOL. Uh, Daniel W. Swift, a Navy special warfare operator, first class, who had gone AWOL, died January 18th after suffering injuries with a unit under attack by Russia, the official said. Now, first off, I say, you know, may God rest his soul, uh, rest in peace, and I pray for his family and him, and uh, it's awful that anybody has to die in war. I hate war. It sucks. 
especially this one. It's totally unnecessary. Russia should have never invaded, and the United States shouldn't be funding this war. But at the same time, I don't understand why a Navy SEAL would go AWOL just to jump back into another war. It makes no sense to me. I think something may be more to this than than what we actually know. That's my first reaction. I could be wrong. I've been known to be wrong. I've been wrong a time or two. Anyway, so there's this guy on Twitter. His name is Tyler Fisher, at Ty the Fish, F-I-S-C-H. He does a fantastic Ben Shapiro impression. I'm going to play it for you. (laughs) I think you're going to like it. Okay, gang, I obviously have to respond to the Crowder situation. It is an absolute mess. What went down should not have happened. The contract should not have been seen by the public, which is why you have to protect your important online documents by using ExpressVPN. (laughs) Protect your data and keep your next $50 million podcast contract super secure by using code Ben for 20% off. It was a solid friendship, so it's always hard to lose a friend. It could be one of the hardest things in life, but one thing I did not lose was sleep because I slept off this treacherous week on a Helix mattress. They're incredible. I use them every night. I woke up feeling great. Make your next publicity nightmare a dream with Helix. But I really wish he didn't do this like passive accusation thing. If only he was more forward and wearing a Tyler Fisher t-shirt with virtue signals printed right on the shirt. Tell the world you have 20 booster shots. Tell your grandma she's racist by going to tylerfisher.com using code Tyler10 for 10% off. Okay, more about this contract. But first, if your sock game sucks, you're not having sex. No socks, no sex. That's why I used... (laughs) So there's that. That was Tyler Fisher over on Twitter. Isn't that what they do? It's like, listen, let me tell you something serious. There was a Navy SEAL who went AWOL. Right? And if you're going to go AWOL, use Airbnb. I mean, wow, folks. <laughs> We're living in bizarro land. Now, I'm not going to get on either side of the, the what's his name, Crowder and um, Ben Shapiro. Have you heard about this? There's like a big riff. The Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro offered Steven Crowder, who's over on YouTube and was with Glenn Beck and the Blaze. We've played Glenn Beck here, right? Some of the stuff he says is pretty accurate. We play everything here, right? Well, a lot of conservative stuff, too, mainly. So there's a rift between Steven Crowder and Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro runs the Daily Wire. They offered Crowder like $50 million. And Crowder turned it down because he said he did not want to be beholden to YouTube, but at the same time, there were things in his contract like, hey, if you get demonetized, we have to take some money away. That seems legit. Right? But he says, well, no, that's be they want to do that because if I get demonetized, it's only because the liberal they're bound down to the liberals. That's only because the liberals will demonetize me because I say something out of liberal character. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Okay, so maybe I did get into it a little bit. Look it up if you're interested. All right. It's interesting. Here's something out of the Catholic News Agency. Thief steals St. Michael's statue from church, trips, and is injured by the angel's sword. (laughs) A drunken thief was injured after falling on the sword of a statue of St. Michael, the archangel, 
that he was trying to steal from a church in Monterey, Mexico. Local media reported that during the early hours of January 14th, Carlos Alonso, 32, allegedly went to the Christ the King Parish in downtown Monterey to rob the church. In the darkness, Alonso reportedly jumped over the fence in front of the church entrance, broke a glass door, and entered the church while trying to flee with a statue of St. Michael, the archangel. The alleged thief tripped and fell on the angel's sword, seriously injuring his neck. Ladies and gentlemen, do not break into Catholic churches and try to steal statues of St. Michael. Don't do it, because he'll cut you. I'm Jennifer, future prom queen. (laughs) I'm going to pretend to be your BFF, but if you touch Rick's wang, I'll cut you. 